Hello, everybody, and welcome to week 16 of the NFL season. This is Chalk Talk. We're going to break down each game. We have a big slate uh, this week. Uh, go game by game, give out our picks for each spread. We have a guest this week. Uh, Nick got the COVID. <laughs> it's coming around. It's getting everyone before Christmas. It's like the Grinch. Um, but we got Chris on, on the show. Uh, Hello, you want to introduce yourself? Just say hello uh thanks for having me guys it's great to be here oh yeah so yeah let's see if you can do better than nick yeah it, it shouldn't be that hard to do be better too than hard nick. right <laughs> if you just hit your lock of the week this week you'll be better than him the last what is it is he like he's zero and four right yeah he's not he's not done well that's for sure but but i will say our overall picks last week we had alex went nine and seven nick and i Went 10 and six each. And then Corey again, keeping the hot streak alive, went 11 and five. So our overall picks, the last, I'd say, three weeks running, have all been, you know, almost all had winning records every week. So, you know, that's good. But we'll start out on the Thursday night game. Now, I just want to say in advance with COVID news, you want to try to take advantage of lines where, you know, honestly, I'm just going to say I think underdogs have a little bit more advantage early in the week just because if the favorite has a bunch of injuries, you know, that could really help the line. We saw that work out in, in uh, our favor last week, but I don't know. I think there's some advantage with taking underdogs because the COVID news could, if it's any favorite, you have such a big advantage. Yeah, no, I, I think you definitely would hit that. Um, right on the money there because obviously last week the the line for the Browns and Raiders game moved like back and forth it was like Browns favored by three Raiders by three Browns it just went back and forth yeah so yeah make sure if you know you like a game now is there advantage of taking it now versus you know Friday or Saturday maybe but it also puts you There's at a lot of luck yeah, and I'm not sure with like what FanDuel or DraftKings are doing like with cash out options after you place a bet. Say you put your cash out option yeah. would be bad, oh. like because they once the line changes, the cash out option adjusts. Yeah, no, I, yeah, totally. I I just didn't know if they were. I mean, I know they're in the business of making money. I didn't know if they'd yeah. be. They 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 I, they take every dime they can. <laughs> All right, let's All right, get so, into it. Yeah, we'll start out Thursday night football. We have the 49ers going into Tennessee. Uh, some news could break with A.J. Brown possibly returning. Uh, still not sure. Julio is still bat battling the hammy. So I don't know. There's a there's a ton that can change with this game, COVID as well. So we'll start out with Corey with this one. I From this day on, I refuse to ever play Julio Jones in any form of anything because he just cost me semifinals or at least getting to the semifinals in one of my leagues going out early with that hamstring to be honest he probably should just hang it up i mean he can't stay healthy he all he does is he just hurt the team because they think he's an option like you know and then he's like week to week where he's in and if even if he isn't he's not doing anything so if they can get aj brown back which I would like to because he is on my fantasy team, been sitting in my IR spot for a while. And hey, we're not talking about fantasy here. I'm just saying it helps their offense out because Ryan Tannehill has looked lost. He's looked really lost. He's, you know, he's tied for first in interceptions this year with 14. Their offense is not the same without Derrick Henry. And they're kind of like they're winning games where they're beating up on bad opponents. I mean, 
They just lost to Steelers. I mean, Steelers are not a good team either. After stomping on their logo, too. No, it was a team meeting. It wasn't – they weren't – Oh, oh yeah. is, that, is that what it was? Yeah, it was. Oh. <laughs> uh, but I, I think they're trending the wrong direction. And you know what? If they if they lose if they keep losing mm-hmm. here, the Colts might be able to take that top spot in the AFC South from them. It's like a five percent chance. So I mean, I don't have my hopes set very high, but they're not they're not going the right direction. So for that, I'm taking Niners minus three and a half. Alex, yeah, uh, this Niners team is an absolute wagon. They're uh, turning it on at the right time, and and I think I think going to make the playoffs. No question here. Um, Titans seem to be – I know they won against the Steelers last week. That Steelers team is not very good. And they, they lost. Won. They lost. Sorry, yeah. That Steelers – more credit to my point here. The Steelers beat them. <laughs> Steelers are not very good. Titans are playing well. I think uh, you've got two teams trending in opposite directions. You mean, 49ers go. are playing well? 49ers are playing well. That's what I said. Two He's teams. Titans. Titans. Did I say the Titans? Yeah. <laughs> Hot start. Uh <laughs> Niners playing well, Titans not playing well. I'll keep it concise. Niners minus three and a half. Uh, Chris? Um, I got to say, I feel like the Thursday night games this year have been pretty crappy, but I actually think this is going to be a really good game. I know the Titans missed an opportunity last week uh, with losing to the Steelers to clinch a playoff spot. Uh, And I know that Niners have been trending upwards. They've been looking really good uh, to Alex's point. I think this could be a tight game, but I think the Niners are going to take it. So I'm going to take them at three and a half as well. I thought you were actually going to lean towards the pick I was going to make by saying it was going to be a close game. And I do think, because whenever it's Thursday night football, we've seen ugly games. It's a short week. It's usually a bad spot for, especially, you know, West coast team, you know, traveling to East coast, for an well I guess it's Thursday night but it's it's still a short week I got to take the points with the Titans here you know AJ Brown you know if if he's playing and then Julio's also playing I mean I know Julio's hammy it's he's in and out but even if he's a decoy on the field that's going to really help out AJ Brown and man I, I I think the 49ers are a great great team but I just have to take points on a on a Thursday night game with a kind of a low total at 44 at more than a field goal. I, I got to go with the, with the home team uh, on a short week. So I'm going with the Titans plus three and a half. Uh, next game. Well, now we have the, the Christmas slate. We have, well, if Nick was on here, we would have had uh, Corey, your, your Colts playing and your Browns and Nick's Browns playing. Well, you're, are you, Chris, you're a Browns fan. Too, say right? about my Browns. Yeah, as you say, you're a, you're a Browns fan too. So, well, we'll start with you then, Chris. We have Browns going into Lambeau on Christmas. Just had their playoff hopes kind of crushed by the Raiders. What's going to happen here in Lambeau? Yeah, I'm going to say it's going to be a real unfortunate game for the Browns. Uh, honestly, coming off of last week with COVID, I don't even think they know who is and who is not going to be cleared to play. Um, so I think we're going to kind of have the same situation that we did last week. And again, that was against the Raiders. They're playing the Packers, who are, I believe, first in the NFC. Uh, Packers are rolling. I mean, they look good. This, this game's not going to be that close. Uh, I'm going to have to take, I'm going to have to take Packers here, unfortunately. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I mean, Green Bay at home is a wagon that Aaron Rodgers plays so well at home that that home field advantage in Lambeau is like nothing else. I mean, like nowhere else. 
it's cold weather. I don't understand the Browns playing cold weather as well, so it shouldn't be that much of like a, a shell shock for them. But Christmas I, too, everyone's gonna be so hyped. Yeah, there's just something about Lambeau Field in December that teams just cannot, you know, stick with the Packers. And the way the Packers are playing, I know their defense didn't look as well last week against the Ravens with Huntley in, and maybe that's because Huntley's a better quarterback than you know everyone thought, and they uh, they didn't give him enough credit. So I, but again, the Packers on the roll, we, like Chris said, we don't know who's in or out for the Browns. I'm assuming they'll probably get most of their players back, but again, you don't know what the effects of COVID, blah, 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 blah. So I'm just taking which, you know, the better team, the Super Bowl contending team and the Green Bay Packers at home. And I think this line should probably be a little bit higher than seven. Totally Alex? Agree. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed, Corey. Uh, I think you see this line getting up to double digits with a lot of other teams playing the Browns the way that their COVID news has been lately. Um, Rogers new front uh, front running or odds on better to win MVP. I think he's really just trying to give the league, just trying to stick it to the league this entire year after everything that's gone on off the field. Um, yeah. Lambo at home, Rogers shooting for MVP probably see that turtleneck that he's just undefeated in i'm pretty sure um so i'll go uh packers minus seven here as well all right i'm gonna go with the packers as well so we'll just make it a clean sweep i i just this browns team just is not it right now i know the covid stuff really hurt them and, and their chances and now they're lost a lot of motivation so going into lambo on christmas that field is going to be wild. Um, I, I think the Browns also had some more injuries that during that Raiders game, like I saw miles Garrett kind of came out. I don't know what his status is, but I saw multiple players kind of leave the game and I doubt everyone. There was a lot of people on that COVID list. I highly doubt like all of them return. Like there's going to be some that are still key players that are going to be out. So I'm going to have to still go uh, with the Packers at home here at minus seven. Next game, we have the Colts, the mighty Colts, Corey, your mighty Colts, going into Arizona to play the Cardinals. We've kind of been in a slump, but what, what do you think here? We have Cardinals at minus one. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. No <laughs> like watched, watched the Colts play like the last seven weeks? Probably not. They've Obviously, played some they, pretty bad teams. They've, they've had a couple good wins, but they've played some bad teams. Is they're still winning in the NFL, as yeah. Urban Meyer likes to say, he's playing Alabama every Sunday. So, right. regardless of who you're playing, and the Cardinals just came off a terrible loss to the worst team in the NFL, in the Lions, who were playing a third string and fourth string running back who ran all over them. They couldn't stop the run. Greg Reynolds is actually a pretty good running back, but that just goes into like the whole running backs don't matter thing, and that like. There's a if you're a running back in the NFL, especially if you're younger and your legs are healthy, you're you're usually decent. That's why JT you're in the NFL. JT matters. JT no, matters. Jonathan Taylor is good. Matters. He's a product of the Colts offensive line, just as most running backs that perform well during a season are. They're a product of a good offensive line. And that's I, okay. So I will say that you're right in some part there, but just because you have a great I, I'm telling you, the way that he runs the ball. He is, yeah, he's a practical. That's what everyone says about every running back that is doing well, like McCaffrey, the way that McCaffrey runs the ball when it was 
uh, Le'Veon Bell, who's now like a nobody. Like everyone, when they're in their prime, like early on, they look good, but they're behind. The Steelers had a great offensive line. They was a product of that. Mm. Okay. Well, we'll, only time will tell. John Taylor for MVP. You know, he's not winning MVP. I'll tell you that. We already talked about the game where Rodgers is winning MVP. Just let me finish before you just, you know, I, just, as a person who hates the Colts like you do, and you hate Jonathan Taylor, I don't like I see where you're coming from. I don't hate Jonathan Taylor. I don't hate him, but just now you're, he's not MVP. That's all I'm turn. saying. Now your turn. Okay. Colts are going to run this ball down their throats. Bill Belichick, oh, you know, he's so good off a of bye. He's going to take away. He the is. I, I, I wasn't lying about that. He's take away the actually, Bill Belichick is good off of a bye. the game. 167 yards and a touchdown, clinch the game. Going to do the same thing in Arizona. Lock of the week, Colts plus one. Take it. <laughs> Take it. Easy money. Man, so I see. So the hot streak has what three weeks in a row. It's that sucks that you picked this. This is when it comes to an end, Corey. No, see, no, I haven't. I haven't picked the Colts as a lock of the week this entire year. Maybe once. I'm not. I can't remember. But this is this is easy. Sucks that the Christmas Day. Is when your hot streak has to come to an end. So PB, you're on the cards. Let's hear it. Oh yeah, I'm I'm on the cards here. The cards have been in a slump. I think if the cards just like they're obviously better than the Lions. I know they lost to the Lions. Everyone knows they're better than the Lions. They've had some some brutal losses. This team is now heavily motivated because they just had the number one seed stolen from them, and so they're going to be very hungry. I know Hopkins is out for the season. Um, but we've seen this team compete and, and be dominant with out Hopkins and with Colt McCoy in there. And we were talking about Kyler Murray as an MVP early, like halfway through, he was the lead candidate. He was, he was looking incredible. Yes. Every quarterback this year has pretty much had like a small little stint of looking bad. I think Kyler Murray just that's happened the last few games. I think he's going to bounce back huge here. You know, Edmonds is back. like they pretty much are healthy besides you know Hopkins and I I think that the Cardinals at home on Christmas day is gonna is gonna have a Kyler's gonna have a huge day and uh, I think they beat the Colts so I'm I'm definitely taking you know just minus one right now I'll I'll take the point I'll lay the point Chris what do you think yeah, this is a tough one for me, guys. Uh, obviously, last week with the Cardinals against the Lions, I, you know, they looked horrible, but I feel like, you know, it was kind of an outlier for them. I think the Cardinals overall are a better team here, but the Colts have been running and running in their stride. And I have to agree with Corey. I, I think they're going to run the ball over the, all over these guys. Jonathan Taylor looks great. I think last week he maybe had 170 yards, two touchdowns, something like that. What do we have one? So, I don't know. I'm so torn here. I think I have to go with the Colts. I think they have the momentum. I think the Cardinals overall are a better team, but I don't, I don't see them bouncing back in like that big of a way after the loss last week to the Lions. I just feel like, you know, Kyler Murray can do anything he sets his mind to, but, you know, I, I just feel like the Colts are rolling in the right direction at this point. So I'm, I'm going to have to take the Colts here at plus one. Yeah, PB, I think you're I think you're alone on this. I'm done fading the Colts. Uh, it's bit me in the butt the last couple of weeks here. They're playing, they're playing determined good football. Um, 
I do think this line is a little bit closer than it would be had the Cardinals routed the Lions, uh, given that they're at home this week. But uh, I don't know. I think the Colts, with the, the way their defense is playing and the amount that they're running the ball, they're going to have they're going to keep the ball out of Kyler's hands, I think, for a majority of this game when the, the time of possession and ultimately win this game. So I'll go Colts plus one as well. My other thing is Kyler hasn't looked like hasn't played very well as of late. Yeah, and that's also, why I said that. Okay. Also, has he won a primetime game in his in his career? Or is he is he becoming the new primetime Kirk? <laughs> he definitely, I'm pretty sure we'll, we'll have to go back to last year, but I'm pretty sure he won some primetime games. I, I know I know he hasn't won this year in primetime. He's only played like what? So okay, so twice. Kyler's Career record is 21, 21, and one. Uh, yeah, that was early on his like rookie year when the Cardinals were terrible. I'm just saying. I don't know. I don't think he's not primetime Kirk, I'll tell you that. But the, the one thing the Colts are bad against is the pass. Okay. And what weapons do he has plenty of they have plenty of weapons. I, I mean Chase Edmonds out of both Edmonds and Connor catch the ball. I think Kirk had a good game. Last you have Christian Kirk, receiver. AJ Green has looked all right. Uh, Rondell Moore is at least is still a weapon that you have to worry about. I'm just saying, I, I, you just you have such a vendetta against other people. I've been on the Colts. You, you act like I don't pick the Colts on the show. I picked the Browns on the show. I picked the Bears last you can't week. Can't see what's in front of you. I, I'm looking what's in front of me, and I see a bad line, and I'm taking right the Cardinals. Now. Colts are a top five NFL team right now. <laughs> okay. They are. Okay. They, we'll see how that plays out. Go look at the power rankings. We'll see. Right, we'll, I don't on. care about power rankings. We'll see how that plays out. We'll see your, I bet your power rankings have the Saints at number one. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have that. Uh, all right. Next game, we have the Lions going – or this is the Sunday, Sunday games. We have Lions going into Atlanta – are they, is the Falcons are they favored by six right now? Or is that like an early line? On FanDuel, yeah. Yeah. So we have the Lions favored by six, five and a half on DraftKings. Uh we'll start with uh Chris on this one. This may be one of their closest spreads they've had this year. The Lions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So at least they're putting a little bit of respect on their name after beating up on the Cardinals last week. Um I don't know. I, you know, I, I think the Lions are feeling good about themselves. You know, they're coming off a great win off the Cardinals. You know, I'm actually going to pick the Lions here over the Falcons. I, I don't have a lot of trust in the Falcons. Honestly, they've looked inconsistent all year. You know, I think Detroit's coming off just a good win. They'll probably be feeling themselves next week. And I think that momentum may carry them to beat the Falcons. So I'm going to take the Lions at plus I think, six. I think Goff is missing this game. Is he? I He's on the COVID I, list. Are they getting Swift back? They might they be. Might be. I, I think him and Jamal Williams are practicing. But I guess like still up in the air. Yeah, so I guess it's something to monitor if Goff is missing because that would probably change your pick. Um, I mean, I'm not saying these – I don't even know who they're back – wait, we might get a David Blau sighting. So if David Blau is playing for the Lions, I am taking the Lions at plus six. I'm I'm uh, gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the Lions yeah. regardless of Goff playing or not. I like okay. it, Chris. I like the yeah, don't don't let me explain you. Yeah. 
Um, I'm going to, I'm going to take the, uh, the Falcons here. Um, Lions two games they've won. They are when we did discuss last week that they are one of the best teams against the spread. I was on them last week. They covered it. They won. Um, but I feel like after big wins or, you know, teams kind of maybe regress a little bit. And I understand actually they just lost the number one pick. So, um, they might want to lose this game if they wanted some help there on the, uh, on the defensive side of the ball, um, with this heavy, uh, defensive draft coming up. Um, and I think the Falcons, they have the pieces, um, on the offensive side to, you know, put points on the board. And I think this is a huge Cordell Patterson game. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to take the Falcons here at home minus six, just because I think they're, they're both bad, but the Falcons are a little bit better. So. Yeah. I, I think the lions had their super bowl last week. Um, and I think that the public is going to see what happened last week, see the lions that beat the arguably, We'll say one of the best teams in the NFL now um, for a period there was arguably the best team in the league and they're going to be all over the lines getting points. Um, so I'm going to go the reverse here. I'm going I'm to follow Corey and, and take Falcons minus six under a touchdown is I think pretty good here. Yep. I'm, I'm with the Falcons here. I think it's rare that you can get a team under a touchdown against this garbage team. And so the fact that you get only minus, well, five and a half on DraftKings against the Lions at home. And yeah, this is just a, such a big letdown spot. This is when out of the whole year after the Lions come off of some big wins, this is when the public's going to back the Lions, I think, like you said. And this is when it'll just bite them. And and I, I think the Falcons have, like, I think there's a big Kyle Pitts game. I think he finally uh scores a second touchdown um and, and could have a big uh yardage game as well but but we'll see but yeah definitely on the falcons um next game we have the rams going into minnesota to play the vikings start with alex on this one yeah this is gonna be a good game um i really i mean i don't think the rams played all that well yesterday against the seahawks but those are the types of games that you want to see them winning um, kind of those like hard fought, like dirty wins, if you will. Like it, they didn't look clean the whole game, but they still won by two scores. Um, I think they're they're with the Cardinals losing really aiming for that um, NFC West here. Um, I do think the Vikings are playing good football, but I ultimately don't think they're a playoff team. Um, and so I'll take the Rams uh, at a field goal minus three here. This is, this is a difficult one because I've been on both these teams the entire year. Um, I think obviously the Rams have a better defense out of the two. The Vikings secondary is kind of beat up and you could see Cup actually feast on this team uh, like he does against every other team. He caught what, 10 catches last night for 160 something yards and two touchdowns again. I mean, what he's doing offensively is incredible. It hasn't been, I think it hasn't been done since um, I think they said Steve's I heard today, Steve Smith to lead all three receiving categories uh, since like 2005, which is unheard of, especially in a pass heavy, like league that the NFL is right now. Yeah. 
I mean, it's it's crazy. It's even crazier to think that he came from Eastern Washington University. Like, I mean, he's like I, having a. Have you did you hear his like post game to these last? Oh games? yeah, like <laughs> it's like having two quarterbacks on the field, dude. It is. He's so smart. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, and and I I still think the Rams are a you know can be a Super Bowl contending team if they just put things together here. If it really hurts without Robert Woods, and they've kind of you know they need a second receiving option to you know kind of come out of the shell um and the vikings for the vikings they could be i'm pretty sure they're probably getting Thielen back this week which helps out immensely on their offensive side of the ball you know dalvin cook's running well the rams defense of line is not what's like used to be in the past like they're they give up runs to um pretty good running backs or they give up yards to running backs sorry i mean we saw with rashad penny last night he he had some pretty good bursts through the uh, through the offensive line or the defensive line there, and I think with Dalvin, oh jeez, I think with Dalvin Cook there, he uh, he might be able to burst one off. I I'm gonna take man, this is hard. This is a really tough game. Um, I'm gonna take the Rams here at minus three, just because I think I'm gonna take the better defense. I know I say that a lot, but I just think that they uh, they pulled this one out. But I think it's gonna be a close game. Um, I'm going to be on the Vikings, uh, plus three here. I think you have two teams coming on off really short weeks, but the Vikings have the advantage because they played Monday, which usually that would be the shortest of weeks, but you just had the Rams play on a Tuesday. So this is like one of the shortest weeks you'll ever see in an NFL team having to play an early game on Sunday on the road. I just think it's a really bad spot for the Rams. And I also forgot to mention it, when we were talking about that Browns game, they're even in a worse. They played on Tuesday and they're playing Saturday. Like that's just on top. Like that's just another reason to take the Packers. That, that's such a bad spot for the Browns. Um, but yeah, I, I think taking the points again, you know, this is, this is kind of where the rest, the rest of the games where I'm going to kind of be taking, I think a lot more underdogs. I just think, with COVID news that can break, and on top of uh, the short week, I got to go with the um, the Vikings. And like you said, Thielen is pro- he's coming back, right? I think so. <clears throat> he was yeah. he was questionable this week, so I think there was a they were thinking that there was a shot that could come back. But so if he was questionable for Monday night's game, I think he's going to be playing Sunday. Yeah, I yeah. So with him coming back too, that just, and Madison, you know, he'll be like the RB two or whatever. So I don't know. I just think the Vikings, I think yeah, Cooper cup and, and, you know, he could have a big game still, but I just think the Vikings, they played close games the entire year and to just get a, a field goal. Uh, I'm good with that. So I'm going to go with the Vikings. Uh, next game. Oh, we Chris, have what? Don't forget about me. Yeah. Oh, Chris. Sorry. I, for some reason I thought you started off, but Alex. No, you're good. So I believe the, so I believe next week the Vikings play the Packers, if I'm not mistaken. So they either need to win this week against the Rams or they need to win next week against the Packers to make the playoffs. If I stand Yeah, it's a really tough road for them to make. The yeah, playoffs. so they're in a tough spot. And I agree with Corey. Their defense has been a major concern. They have not looked great. Um, and, I mean, the Rams can still clinch the number one seed in the NFC, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um no, I just think even with getting Thielen back, and I know, PB, you said the Vikings have been playing close games all week. I think this game's going to be really high scoring. Um, but I, I just don't 
think the Vikings are either going to get it done this week because I do not think next week they can beat the Packers. They, they can, can. Well, I think even if they beat the Rams or the Packers, they lose one of them, and then I don't know who they play their last week. I think it might be like the Bears. 40 Bears. The Bears. But they play the Bears in Chicago? No, in Minnesota. In Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah, so I mean, they they do need to win one of these two. But even if they, because what are they, seven and seven right now? Yeah. Even if they finish nine and seven, they can miss the playoffs. So, like, I still think their playoff hopes are pretty much gone, but we'll see. I agree. I mean, I think they pretty much need to win out, but at minimum, if they want a chance, I I assume they're going to beat the Bears again. If, if that's their last game, but they either need to beat the Rams or the Packers to even have a shot to make the playoffs. I just don't think they're going to get it done this week against the Rams. I'm going to have to take the Rams here um, at minus three. So, all right. Well, next game we have the Jags versus the Jets. We don't need to spend a whole lot of time on this one. Uh, Corey. Uh, so I guess Vegas decided not to make the Jaguars favorites anymore. I mean, they, I told you. They had their shot. Yeah, I don't know why. Jeez. Ah, um, I'm gonna close my eyes and I'm gonna pick the Jets. No, Jaguars. I'm taking the Jaguars plus points. Don't know why. I, I. Well, I do know why because I think the Jaguars actually have a better defense than, um, than the Jets do, and I think. They have a – I don't know. Trevor Lawrence looks bad. Zach Wilson looks bad. They're both bad teams. So, just don't bet this game. Like, seriously, just don't do it. But for at my pick, I'm taking Jaguars plus one for whatever reason. Alex? Uh, yeah, this is coin flip game of the week here. We're going to go Jags heads, uh, <laughs> Jets tails. Google, flip this coin. <laughs> tails. All right, we're going Jets minus one. Oh, <laughs> Chris. So I actually think the Jags have the first overall pick right now. They do. And if they lose this game, the Jets could possibly have the number one pick in the draft. <laughs> so I think that's where the, the lens you got to be looking at, you know, looking at this game through. Uh, who wants that number one pick? Um, but again, if you have to twist my arm, I got Robinson in my fantasy league. So I'm just going to take the Jags. I'll take the Jags. I'm just going to take whenever there's two teams that are just the bottom of the barrel teams playing each other. I always just take points because I, there's no way I could lay a point playing lay a point with the jets. It's just, I I could never do that. So I I have to just by principle take points and uh, I'll go with the Jags here. Might have to make this my lock of the week. Bet on this game. Do not bet on this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's a – I actually – no, no, no. I did think this is a – well, it was at one and a half temporarily, but that's when it's like prime like teaser spot because it's like, are you really going to lay seven and a half against the Jags? No. Like though, the, though, like in low total games when you can get bad teams at – against another bad team at like over a touchdown is one of the best teaser spots in my opinion. So if it's to one and a half, but at one, I wouldn't tease it to seven. So I'd only do it if it gets to one and a half. Uh, Next game, we have giants going into Philadelphia Eagles battling for one of the final playoff spots in the NFC. Start off with Alex. Uh. Giants can't score points. Like, 
they just don't know how to like Jake score from touchdown. State Farm might be starting. That I don't care about. They still don't know how to score points, right? Like the rest of their team, like it doesn't really. Um, have these two teams played this year yet? Or are they? Yeah, the Giants won. Play? Giants won. It's like three weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so on top of them not being atrocious. Yeah. On top of them not being able to score points, uh, it's hard to beat a team twice in a year. Now the question is: Is it two scores hard to beat a team? I've seen the, I've seen the Eagles be able to put up 24 plus in a handful of games here. And I don't think the giants get to 14. So I'm going to go, God, that's so many points. I'm gonna go Eagles minus 10 though. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, okay. I'm on the Eagles as well for one reason. One reason only is because they are running the ball so well right now. And when your team's running the ball, then that means the clock is running and the other team is not touching the ball. And it would be even more. But it's all, that also means lower scoring games, and you're yeah. not putting yeah, it. Yeah, but if, you know, obviously Danny Dimes is not playing. He's done for the season. Uh, Mike Glennon um, is absolutely terrible. So, and, you know, I will give Jake from State Farm some credit. He did come in last week and looked pretty good in, you know, with two-minute drill. But, I mean – the Cowboys were just playing prevent defense anyways, but if he gets his first start as well, uh, you know, rookies are so prone to turning the ball over. He, he has nothing to lose. I mean, he literally, it's like one of the last games of the year he's coming in first start and you know, it's, if he gets a win, great, but I, I don't think he gets a win here against, you know, the Eagles secondary uh, is one of their better giants. Can't really run the ball. Their offensive lines banged up. Saquon doesn't look like Saquon. He should probably be shut down for the year as well. Um, so I'm taking Eagles. They're, they're rolling right now. So give me Eagles minus 10 at home. Chris. Corey, I have to disagree. I, I mean, I have no doubt that the Eagles are going to win this game, but a 10 point spread is where I'm really getting hung up. Um, like it's like when they played before at 13 to seven was a score. I believe, I believe that Hertz looked pretty good that game. So no, Hertz looked terrible. Uh, that was hurt. Like Hertz is like worse. You threw like three interceptions or something. Well, I think for them, for them to hit this spread, Hertz needs to play a good game. And I don't know if he's going to or not. And if it's going to be a run-oriented game for the Eagles, I don't think they're going to put up 24-plus points, as Alex said. I have no doubt the Eagles are going to win this game, but I just can't take the minus. I just can't take the 10-point spread for the Eagles. For, so for that reason, I'm going to take the Giants plus 10. Yeah, I think it was actually at 10.5. Is it? A, let me see. I oh, know it's at for a second. I think it was at 10 and a half. If if the Giants came out and announced today that Jake from State Farm is starting, what do you think that line would move? No, no, I don't. No. Nope. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 I don't. I, uh, I am going to be on the Giants plus 10 here. Giants already beat the Eagles. Hurts is just. It's hard. It's a hard quarterback. He's a hard quarterback to like lay double digit points, especially when he's so streaky. Like he's been, you know, he's been a consistent rusher, just came off a high ankle sprain. He did not run. He ran the ball, but he did not run the ball as much as he usually does. He just got a couple lucky. It, when he scores two rushing touchdowns, people think he ran the ball a ton, but he didn't run it as much as he usually does. 
And he looked good in the passing game, but the Washington football team is terrible against the pass. So the Giants are much, much better against the pass. Um, I just think 10 points is way too many with a very inconsistent quarterback like Jalen Hurts. So in, in divisional games, second time they play usually is even closer. There's no way I'm laying double digits uh, with Jalen Hurts. Well. Uh, he ran the ball eight times last game. Yeah, usually he runs it like 13 times. I mean, last he had 18 against the Saints. Last time he played against the Giants, he had eight as well. So I think, I mean, yeah, he he's obviously not like like he he's a so streaky of a quarterback that sometimes it's like game to game he looks bad than good, but he was bad and good within the same game. Like he looked like he was about to be benched for Gardner Minshew in the beginning of that game. He looked terrible. Yes, he did. He okay. The interception wasn't even his fault. The fumble, yes, okay, blame him for that. And he was, yeah, he wasn't getting help from his targets either. There was a lot of drop passes there. So, but the, for the thing is, though, he turned around and looked amazing in the second half. And, and you know, he doesn't – the Eagles only have to get the 20, you know, win by 10. And I think that their defense scores a touchdown. Here. I, think, I, I think I think we see a big – I think Saquon breaks a long one in this one. I'm going to say that. That's just like my random – I think Saquon could just bust one through here. Right. But we'll see. Okay. Um, Next game, we have Bills going into New England. A little rematch here. Last time they played, the Patriots did not throw the ball once. We'll see what their game plan is here. Uh, we'll start out with Corey here. Mm, this, is, this is a huge game, not only because this could determine who's in the playoffs and who's not in the playoffs. Because <laughs> They're both going to make the playoffs. I mean, <laughs> the it, the. Bills lose this game, they're out of the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, okay, let's look at the Bills schedule. I think we've done this before. Yeah, they have they play the Falcons and then the Jets. Okay. Okay. Yes, but you know that how tight the race is right now for the if have... they get to 10 wins, they're in the playoffs. All right. I mean, okay, well <laughs> again, we'll see. But what I'm saying is this is for the AFC East. Like if the Bills win, they now take over the AFC top seed in the AFC East. And if they, that's essentially what this game is. Whoever, whoever wins this game wins the AFC East. And, and you know what? I don't think that the Patriots are going to win this game. I think we saw last week what happens when, you know, Mac Jones gets a little, you know, flustered early. He doesn't look as good. Um, he looked bad in the first half against the Colts. Second half, you know, Colts playing prevent defense. So he, you know, he picked them apart a little bit here and there. Um, the Bills, Bills need this win. I think, you know, it does hurt that they're missing Cole Beasley for COVID. Um, he's definitely, definitely not vaccinated. So he's definitely not playing this game. Um, and I, I just, I don't know. I, I like the Bills tell Bills here. And I just think they're a better team, more experienced quarterback going into New England. I'm going to take them plus two and a half here. Alex? Yeah, I agree with you, Corey. Bills plus two and a half here. Um, I'm throwing that last game out the window. Yeah. Like that's just one of those games where, you know, what happened happened. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think you can lay too much stake into it in this matchup. Um, that being said, I think the Bills are the better team still. Um, obviously, Pats have Belichick, so you can never count them out of anything. But uh, with everything that's on the line this game, um, and I think I checked the weather just because of the last matchup here. And it looks like there might be a little rain, but it's going to be cold, but not, not terrible. Um, so yeah, 
I think it's hard to beat a team twice in a year, regardless of, of what this first game looked like. So I'll go Bills plus two and a half as well. Yeah, this is in contention to be one of my locks of the week. But I think I have to go with another game because of how confident I am. But I'm going to go with Bills plus two and a half. I, I just think, you know, second game they play, I think the Bills are the better team. And, you know, if the Bills – that that was such a weird game with the weather and, and the game plan. They had a perfect game plan for, for that game. They're not going to – I don't think they're going to get be able to get away with that again. And you'll see Mac Jones having to pass the ball. And I just – don't know if he has that much success doing it against this Bills defense. So, yeah, I, I think the Bills win this. Uh, and, you know, I, I don't even think – I think the money line is just the bet to go. Like, you know, you could take the two and a half, but I think I'd rather just bet the money line and get better odds. So, yeah. That, that, what do you think, Chris? Here. I'm going to be the black sheep out of the group here and take the preacher. Uh, again, they lost to the Colts last week, but I, I can't think of – back-to-back weeks where the Patriots didn't have good games, uh, two bad games back-to-back. Uh, I think the Bills have allowed, like, maybe, like, 100-plus rushing yards in, like, the past three or three out of the four games. I think it's going to be another big rushing game for both of them. Is Damian Harris out, or is he still – is he going to be back? He's carrying a questionable tag uh, into today, so hard to say. I'm just going to put – I'm going to put faith in Bill and the Patriots, and I think they're going to get it done. I'm – I think they're going to get it done against the Bills. So I'm taking the Patriots at minus two and a half. I wonder when, when was the last time Bill has lost multiple back-to-back games in a year. Yeah. It's not it often. Many. It can't be many. I mean, he, he they've already done it once this year. Um, but that I was just thinking about that. Um, last again, year, was, there was probably – I just, I just think the Bills, like, yeah. like I'm going to take – you get inside. It's like not even that you're taking the minus two. You're, you're getting plus points with Josh Allen versus Mac Jones – a defense that maybe is it's both they're both very good it's just i think the bills have a better offense i, I don't know I, yeah it is going into the patriots stadium but you yeah. know what i think has a good game here manny sanders i think manny sanders, back yeah i think he has a comeback game here no gabriel davis again though. manny sanders is so washed uh well he, he looked pretty good this early in the season but yeah gabe davis came alive last week but he's gonna be out i think oh is he I thought, or no, maybe he's not out. Maybe, well, I was thinking, sorry, I was thinking with, with Manny Sanders coming back, but I don't know. Yeah, Gabe Davis, if when Beasley, Sanders, Davis, and Diggs are all healthy, Sanders should be the odd one out sitting. It should, Gabe Davis should definitely be playing over Sanders. That's for sure. Yeah, he's, he's, he's fine. He's healthy. He has no. Doubt. So, yeah, with Beasley out though, yeah, they'll, it'll be Sanders. Yeah. All right. Moving on. All right, next game, we have a big, big uh, game here. You know, this could definitely, you know, determine who could make and miss the playoffs. We have the Bengals or the Ravens going into Cincinnati to play the Bengals. The Bengals ripped this team apart the last time they played them. We'll see what happens. I don't, who knows if Lamar is going to be back or not uh, for this game. But the right now you get the Bengals under a field goal. What do we think here, Corey? Um. Yeah, I, I've been beating the drum all year that I don't think this is a year the Bengals make the playoffs. They've looked good, but they still have, you know, missing pieces in, on that team that's, you know, going to cause them down, you know, down the line here. And I think that offensive line is – we touch on it every week. It's if Joe Burrow can stay up and not on his back, 
he looks good. But when he's, you know, not, you know, like running around and trying to like make plays, he looks good. But I think this is where the Ravens, you know, they've lost two games in a row now where they've gone for two and, you know, the very last play. And they're gonna, you think twice. that that's going to, that's not changing. No, no, no. I, I, I didn't say I was changing. Like, I'm just saying like, they're, you're saying I, 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 are flipped, yeah, I, probably. Well, the odds don't like you. You're still like it's just like he's just saying he's saying they're due. Like yeah, I, yeah. They, I, I think this is you know if Lamar. Okay, so if Lamar's out, and I don't think Lamar's good at quarterback, and he's not a good passing quarterback. He's a good playmaker, but he's not a good quarterback. Um, I I just think this again. We touch on the spot where it's hard to beat teams back to back, or you know, two times in a year, and I, I just think this is a spot where the Ravens you somehow sniff out maybe not a win, but I think they at least cover here. Um, both teams are not, in my opinion, playoff caliber teams, just the way they are right now with injuries and on the Ravens side. And then for the Bengals, their offense is just sporadic. It, either it's really good or it's really bad. And against, you know, they put up 15 points against a pretty good Broncos defense, but again, it's like Joe Burrow didn't look that great last week. So I'm, I'm just going to take, I'm taking the Ravens here. I just I like the coaching better. I don't think Zach Taylor's a good coach. I think he should probably be fired. And then, um, yeah, um, division game. Give me the Ravens. Alex, this is going to be a good one of those one of those hard fought. Um, was it AFC East games? North. AFC North. AFC North. Thank you. Um, Mixon is questionable but that Ravens defense has been banged up all year. And with Lamar potentially not playing, um, I like the Bengals here at home under a field goal. I am on the opposite end of, of your argument here, Corey. I think the Bengals win this division and make the playoffs this year. Yeah. I've been saying it's just uh, before the season started, the Bengals were going to be a sleeper team. You know, they have so many weapons. This is the uh, Jamar Chase 200-yard game the last time they played, and that was when Marlon Humphrey was there. Now they have these practice squad dudes uh, playing, and they have to go against this arsenal of weapons that the Bengals have. The, the, the Ravens give up explosive plays, and, and the Bengals, more than a lot of teams in the league, deliver on these explosive plays. I, I think it's a bad matchup, and I think the two-and-a-half is like – thinking Lamar is going to be back. And so even with Lamar playing, I still think I would take the Bengals minus two and a half. And if he's not, and if Lamar's out, I think this line moves definitely past a field goal. Uh, so I, I'm going to go ahead and take the Bengals minus two and a half here. Chris, what so, do you think? Definitely Chris? Whoever, whoever wins this game is going to win the AFC North for sure. Um, Probably. Yeah. And the Bengals have been inconsistent at time this year. I think Jamar Chase last week. I mean, how many how many yards did he have? He he, he screwed me too, my fantasy. Too. Uh, Chase last week, yeah, they they sucked. Shut him. Yeah, yeah he, they shut him down. And he's been so consistent all year. Well, like, he's, yeah, he's kind of he's one of those like he's a deep threat, and so he'll have like these down games. But yeah, last week was definitely one of the worst. And I think with all the injuries to the Ravens defense, and I agree with PB, regardless of Lamar Jackson playing in this game or Tyler Huntley being their starter, I just think the Bengals have more weapons 
than the Ravens defense in their current state can handle. And under a field goal, I, I have to take the Bengals here. Yep. All right. Next game, we have the Chargers going into Houston. Right now, it's Chargers minus nine and a half. We'll start with uh, Chris on this one. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I have to take the Chargers. I mean, they looked good last week in their overtime game against the Chiefs. Uh, I know they have – I don't think is uh, – Eckler's out for this game, correct? No, he, he could still play. He could still yeah. play. He's questionable. Yeah. Uh, if he plays, I think they definitely win this game. If they if he doesn't play, I still think they're going to win this game. Um, Houston Texans, I just feel like they haven't been a great team all year. Chargers have had some really close games this year. They've put up points. Um, their defense is decent. Uh, I, I think I'm going to have to take the Chargers here. So, Yeah, this is, this is Chargers by a, a landslide. I, I don't think this is even going to be a close game. Texans are really bad against the run. Chargers love to run the ball. Um, Austin Eckler, I really hope, he, you know, his, his ankles healed. He didn't really – he played last week, but he didn't play that much. Um, they kind of limited him in what he was doing. So maybe after, you know, resting for a week, um, he will be, you know, fully healthy for this game. He was – I, I think they had – there is some COVID news going on over – Joey know, Bosa, right? Yeah, Joey Bosa is on the COVID list, but – I. Even with that being said, and unless it's like a drastic change where, you know, they start getting the COVID bug and dropping like flies. Um, if that happens, then obviously I, I'd be. Well, then this line would be Chargers minus. Yeah, it would definitely it would be like three and a half to, like, you know, four and a half or whatever. Yeah. So, but right now in the current state, Chargers, I'm, I'm taking them They're This is going to be a blowout. It's not even close. Yeah, too much firepower on that Chargers offense uh, for against the horrible Houston Texans defense, uh, regardless of if Eckler plays or not. Um, I think Burrow just – or not Burrow, Herbert just goes off even even more if they don't have Eckler to hand it to. And Justin Jackson didn't have a bad game. Was that last week when they yeah. were kind of splitting carries? Yeah, I don't think Eckler really matters if he's in or out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'd bump this up to like Chargers alternate spread minus 14. Like, I think it's a route. I am going to be taking the points with the Texans here. This is a COVID game for me where any team that is any slight hint of dealing with COVID, I'm going to take points. And, you know, uh, you, you can always have a backdoor cover. The, there's times when the Chargers just kind of fall flat. We've seen it all year. They'll look incredible and then they'll just fall flat in games and these bad teams will keep it close. Chargers are a team that have seemed to play up to competition, but they'll also at times play down to their competition. And on top of that, getting what could be a COVID bug spreading through LA, I, I got to take points here uh, with, the, with the Texans uh, at nine and a half. So uh, next game, we have the Bucks going in to Carolina. Bucks just got decimated with, injuries uh this past game against the saints the saints took care of business like i said they would thought the bucks were a wagon at home Corey, what happened there i mean when you lose your you don't have your top four offense Corey, they weren't doing they did they had like 30 yards of offense before they got injured what are you talking about okay so at the end of the game when they needed to throw the ball in the second half missing i couldn't taste them taste them had marquez callaway 
You've uh, had them Drake all year. Juan Smith, uh, why, why, why couldn't Brady move the ball? Okay, you've they've been practicing all year together. Okay, Scotty Miller just came off of IR. They didn't have Perriman. He he had, he targeted Gronk eleven times, and Gronk caught the ball twice. Okay, I I, I said I said that the, the Saints defense played well, but it's it's hard to move the ball when you're missing your four top offensive weapons. It's it's stated facts. It, it's stated facts for the Saints when they don't. Corey, they the weren't ball, moving they the ball, ball with ball. the weapons. Okay, we're not we're not even talking about the Saints. Okay, so Chill we're out. talking about the Bucks now with yeah, possibly I'm, no Godwin, possibly Bucks. no Evans, no Fournette. Uh, I don't know. What do we What do we think here? Bucks Corey? minus eleven. <laughs> why? Why? What? What? What could I mean, you? It's any, the Panthers. It's the like, Panthers. It's minus eleven in a division. Yeah. Okay, Corey, what's your reasoning? My reasoning? Yeah, what's your reasoning? Because, <laughs> first of all, the Panthers love to run the ball. That's that's what they, they run it, do. but Cam runs, run a quarterback running and a running back running are a little different because we saw Taysom. We've had running quarterbacks have had success against the Bucks. Okay, well, I'm not going to classify Cam Newton as a good running quarterback. He's no, or, no one might classify him as a quarterback in general because yeah, he, he's not he that paid. good of a quarterback. I agree. I've been off Cam all year, but this is still he should be I mean, grocery store bagger at this point in time in his career because he, okay. he's he's basically he's terrible. And okay, but okay, bad. so you, you covered the 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 Panthers being bad, but explain how Brady's moving the ball. Antonio Brown and Gronk. Yeah, Antonio Brown's gonna be Gronk. back. Okay. okay, Antonio Antonio Brown's gonna be back. Gronk's been good all year. He had a bad game last week. He's been in like th- the fact is, is Evans that, playing. I don't know, but you, I think he's questioning. You're not letting me let me finish here before you like you're asking me a question of like I know I was asking if I was gonna move the ball and I'm explaining and then you just jump in and just, right, like, go cut me off. Bucks. Okay, so give Tom Brady a week to at least practice with you know these you know Johnson Perriman should be playing this game. Antonio Brown's gonna be back. They're going to have better, you know, offensive, you know, you know, wherewithal, like about what's going to, the game plan is going to be. And even if the Bucks, you know, Bucks score 21 points, I don't see where the Panthers are scoring points. They can't move the ball. They look bad. Cam Newton is terrible right now. I mean, Sam Darnold might be playing this game. Like Sam Darnold's bad. I mean, it's like this team is in a shambles. They're not going to, I mean, the only thing they have going for them is their defense. And I think, you know, Brady against uh, come off a loss is going to beat this team. So that's why take minus. Yeah, they're, I, I didn't say they don't, they don't have to, they have to cover 11. I, yeah, they will. Okay. Alex. Yeah. I mean, what, what is your, what is your level of Taysom did well against the Bucks? Cause he went for. It, it doesn't have to, it was never Taysom. It was always the one. I was always on the, thinking the Saints defense is good Two, the Saints just, always destroy Brady they did I'm not, I'm not talking about the Saints I'm talking oh, about I thought you were talking about Taysom running quarterbacks is what you said do well yeah, so uh earlier I'm trying to find earlier let me go there was other rushing quarterbacks because he had 33 yards on 11 carries and 154 yards on 13 completions so like he didn't need to do a ton obviously they won the game but they put up nine points and he had 33 yards rushing yeah I wasn't more so Taysom I'm trying to I was going through the other other quarterbacks that have played like Jalen Hurts had two t- two rushing touchdowns against the Bucks. I'm pretty sure even like I don't want to have to spend time going through it's like fine. it's every fine. quarterback but 
it's fine. Bucks minus eleven here. Panthers stink out loud, and the Bucks defense uh, is is good enough to shut them down. And oh, them uh, Josh Allen ran for a hundred and a touchdown. Okay, well, so I was just saying, like mobile, like it, yes, they're very good against running backs. That's why Kamara didn't do much, but but mobile quarterbacks, which you, I know Cam's not that good. He's a terrible passer, but he, he still runs the ball a little bit so they also didn't have Vita Vea for a lot of a lot of this middle of the season there so regardless uh Panthers are the Panthers and I think the Bucks have enough defensively uh to to cover this these double digit spreads they have for a, a handful of games here and I think they do here as well at minus 11. Chris yeah, I, I just don't think you can bet against an angry Tom Brady after last week and throwing that tablet and everything. Uh, again, oh, I, I was like in paradise watching that game. Yeah, it I just got to I feel I feel bad for the Panthers a little bit because they do stink out loud. I think Tom Brady is going to be pissed. And regardless, I think of who's playing on the offensive side, Tampa Bay, Brady's going to make sure it gets done. Um, so I'm going to go with the Bucks here at minus 11. I, I feel bad for the Panthers that they have to go up against Brady after the game that they had against the Saints. All right. Well, I was talking about how those are in consideration for my lock of the week, but it was because I was waiting for this. It's the Panthers plus 11 is my lock of the week. I, I just don't understand. So we saw him put up just a zero, just a fat zero against the Saints when he, for, you know, half the game he had his full arsenal of weapons, full arsenal. He couldn't do anything. Now you take away Fournette, his favorite check down. You take away his favorite passing target, and that's Godwin, which Godwin especially is his favorite target. You take him out like he is not happy. Evans with the hamstring might miss. So, yes, you have Gronk, who at this point in his career, I still don't think he's that good. I think he benefits when Fournette's in there, when Godwin's in there. It's same with Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown was like the third receiver getting – like. Everyone was worried about Evans and Godwin. Now he's the main guy. The Panthers actually have a pretty good defense. I, I don't know how Brady covers this. I have zero clue how he covers 11 points. I think he will also make his, his mistakes as well. Like it, if Evans really is out, my gosh, this is this line is so off. I, I just I think the Panthers can flat out win this game. I think Brady is going to look terrible when he finally doesn't have his is like hall of fame you know weapons at his at his disposal and even that's with two hall of fame weapons that are past their prime in ab and gronk i still don't think he gets it done like this is gonna be oh i i'm, I'm excited to watch this game uh it's in carolina as well so you know I, this is way too many points in, in this divisional game way too many points where, where are the panthers going to score points well, the Bucks, the Bucks defense is is not good. Like, yeah, their run defense is good, but DJ Moore, I think, could have a big game. I think Robbie Anderson could catch a long one. You All know, right. Kim could run the ball a little bit. You can, you can tell us later how much you hate the. Uh, oh, this is this is such an easy bet for me. Uh, next game we have Bears uh, going into Seattle. Uh, we have Seattle minus six and a half. Um. We'll start out with the Bears fan here, Alex. Yeah, uh, 
very ugly loss last week against the Vikings. Defense actually looked pretty good, though. Um, they had only given up 10 points through like three and a half quarters there on a good Vikings offense. Um, I don't know. Seahawks at home. I think if I think if the Bears were at home here, I'd take the Bears. But under a touchdown, uh, I think I'm still going to go with Russ and the Seahawks. My six and a half here, as much as I want to bet my Bears, I just I just can't do it this year. They're also one of the worst teams against the spread all season. So take that with a grain of salt. I I think uh, I don't know the the fight or the Seahawks are bad. They, they don't know what they're doing over there. And the Bears defense is pretty good. And, and I, I think, you know, Ty Lockett will probably back, be back for this game, but they're not playing for anything else anymore. They, their shot was last night and they blew it. Um, you know, I, I don't know. This is hard. Neither I, team's I really playing for much. Yeah. And, but I think that the Bears, Wait, actually, who's calling the offensive plays for the Bears? That, that actually and Nagy. Sense. So, and they haven't said anything otherwise. Because hmm. when Nagy wasn't playing, calling the plays, they he was doing pretty well. If I don't, if I do recall, so doing better. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he he's looked good. Justin Fields has looked good when he's playing, and like they're when he's doing what he was doing at Ohio State, which was like moving around the pocket and not being a pocket passer, which the Bears like basically forcing on him, which. It doesn't He's make any so sense. fast, dude. I don't know why yeah. they like both of these quarterbacks are are obviously Russ is at a completely different level, right? Yeah, Fields is very raw, still has a lot to to prove, but in terms of like skill set, I think they're yeah. pretty similar guys, and yeah. you see it with the Seahawks too. Once Russ gets cooking, once he gets out of the pocket and running a little bit and moving, yeah, they do much good. better. See, I, but the thing is, I don't know if Russ loses back-to-back game i don't know i'm i'm gonna take the bears here at plus six and a half um i know they're not very good against the spread i just think this is a bears you know i think it's a very low scoring game and i think the bears you know cover it i i don't know this this or this could be a, a huge blowout i don't know i just jump on the i'd honestly jump on the under here 43 and a half yeah. yeah all right that's my pick bears plus six and a half so happy about it too. <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. Sorry. No. So I agree with you guys. I think the Bears utilized Justin Fields in the entirely wrong way. Um, even even when he does get out of the pocket, I still feel like he's a little bit of a mixed bag in terms of his performances. Um, I also hate the Bears, and I will never ever bet on the Bears. So I am just take I'm just taking the Seahawks at what is it minus six and a half yeah i'll take it uh another game i'm gonna take points based off of just i i can't i don't really lean one way um even if there was just no COVID news that broke so i'm gonna take points and the seahawks just played the rams who had a severe COVID outbreak and i think that could spread into seattle we've seen that happen uh, earlier this uh the, the saints got it from from dallas like the, the teams they don't i don't think they test them the day they play i think they might like clear it or something before but then other teammates catch it and then they end up spreading it to the team they play that week it's happened multiple times this year to to i mean the nfl has said on record that there has been zero on field 
uh, spreading of COVID. Not one case, according. I to don't. Them. I don't believe that for a second. I don't either. But uh, that's what they've said on record. They, they're gonna. I, I think they're just trying to say that to like cover themselves. But yeah, I, yeah. I just don't believe that. Like you have teams. One team has no cases. Another team just had a whole outbreak, and then they play each other. And now the other. It just. There's no way. Agreed. So I'm the Rams had a severe outbreak. Just played Seattle. I think throughout the week you might start seeing some some positive cases. I'll just take points here in a game that I don't really lean. So take the Bears plus six and a half. Next game, we have the Broncos going into uh, Las Vegas to play the Raiders. Start out with Corey here. Why, why are the Raiders favored in this game? Can someone literally – that there? It's at home and divisional. They're just no like, Teddy B. Yeah, oh, yeah, Drew Locke. Drew Locke is starting. Uh, Drew Locke starting, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And that really that's why I, I forgot he got hurt. Yeah. Oh, um yeah, no, no more Teddy, Teddy two gloves covering spreads. I mean, he wasn't, I mean, he was doing okay this year. I mean, yeah, he didn't cover I mean, against the Bengals. I mean, dude, the Raiders just played against the the uh, Browns like practice squad, and like they had no one on the field, and they should have lost that game. You should have lost that game. Like Nick Mullins was driving the ball. They, you know, what do the Raiders like? I mean, they have a Aaron okay Waller run. might be back. That's pretty big for their offense. Yeah, but they can't stop the run. And the Broncos just want to run the ball. Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon are going to have a huge game. They've been that two headed monster there in, uh, in Denver has been very good of late. And I, I think it continues. I, I, the Raiders are not a good team. They're just a, they win these bad games. And I, I think the Broncos, Better defense. Raiders don't look good. Derek Carr looks bad. And I think that, you know, if the Broncos had Teddy, I'd be more excited. But, I mean, Drew Locke came in. He didn't look terrible. I mean, he's looked bad his entire career. But I, I, I think they do enough to control the game on the ground. And uh, for that reason, I'm taking the Broncos. Alex? Yeah. Um, this is my lock of the week. Broncos plus one. That deep lock, 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 lock. Oh, <laughs> double lock that man. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, Broncos defense is one of the best in the league. Um, the Browns backups almost beat the Raiders last week, only allowed 16 points on a last second field goal. Um, and it's clear that the Broncos know what they've got at running back, and they're going to utilize both of those guys all game. Horrible matchup for the Raiders on that aspect of the ball as well. Um, I don't think like we're seeing these teams that are really good defensively that can run the ball winning games and, you know, winning them in the end of towards the end of the year. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go. I don't think Drew Locke has to complete more than 10 passes to win this game. And uh, yeah, for that reason, lock lock of the week. Let's go Broncos plus one. Chris? Yeah, I got to say, I'm actually happier that Drew Locke is going to be starting this game. I actually think it gives their offense a little bit more of a ceiling than they have with Bridgewater. You can disagree or agree with me on that. But again, as you guys said, I mean, the Raiders barely beat a Browns practice squad. Um, I don't think they're good at all. Whether Waller's back or not, if he's not back, Their offense is done. Jacobs doesn't do much. I, I've said for years, Derek Carr is not a starting quarterback. Uh, 
So I, I have to agree. I, I think the Broncos have this game easily, honestly. I, I don't I don't see how the Raiders are going to be able to beat the Broncos defense and the run game of the Broncos. And again, I feel like Locke's a little bit better of a passer than Bridgewater is also going to open up that run game and that pass game a little bit more. So I'm taking the Broncos as well. Yeah, another game I'm taking points. Raiders just played a probably the team that was decimated by COVID the most in the Browns. Definitely think you'll, I mean, not definitely, but there's a good chance like that COVID could to spread uh, to the Raiders during that game. Um, and yeah, I mean, the Broncos, the Raiders don't really match up well against the Broncos. I know they beat the Broncos earlier this year, but now, you know, Bradley Chubb's back, you know, this Broncos defense is, is very, very good. And they're very good against the pass. And that's what the Raiders try to do is pass. And I don't think Derek Carr has much, much success. Uh, so, yeah, on top of that, with them, a COVID outbreak, you know, probably on the horizon for them. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and take the Broncos plus one. Uh, next game, we have the Steelers going into Kansas City. We have some early COVID news already for that, but. I think Kelsey's vaccinated. So with the new protocol, there's a good chance. Well, I don't know. I, I think there's a good chance he plays Tyreek. I don't, is he Do you know if any, anyone know if he's vaccinated? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So I don't know. He might be up in the air, um, but uh, you know, they're playing in Kansas city. It's at seven and a half. We'll start out with Alex. Yeah. This is tough uh, strictly because of that COVID news prior, prior to that. Um, I don't know what this opened at, but I don't think it's moved a ton. I think they I think it opened at minus 10. Okay. So the whole score there, uh, but a uh, couple key numbers. Um, hmm. Chiefs have been covering lately without Tyreek doing a whole lot. Um, he had a good game last week, but not like he hasn't done these. They've been getting covered too high. Uh, you know, all year. So Tyreek hasn't really been able to take the top off of defenses like he has in the past. And they've still been winning and still been covering. Um, Steelers are still a little bit banged up on defense there. I know their D-line's getting a little healthier, which is where the Chiefs tend to struggle a little bit. It's a tough one for me, but, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm going to go with the better football team here. I'm going to go Chiefs minus seven and a half. I think they get it done at home. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, I, I think this is a spot. I don't know. The Steelers usually play play pretty well in prime time. Um, is this they, is prime time? Is it? Oh, it's not. No. no. Oh, I thought this was Sunday night game. My mistake. Um, but I don't know. I Steelers just came off a pretty good win. Do they do it again? No. Do they cover? That's I. I don't know. It's hard to think. Um, Big Ben. The Chiefs' defense is. Chris Jones could probably be back this week. So that helps out in the running game where the Chiefs usually struggle the most. That's huge for them. Um, Chris yeah, is a big guy in peace. Yeah. So I I think with that being said, unless unless unless, you know, it does come out that Tyreek and um, Kelsey aren't playing this game because they literally have like 75 to 85% of like the target share in Kansas City. And I'm and I'm not sure if, you know, Nicole Hardman and uh, Pringle and whoever else is going to be playing for them. Josh Gordon. Oh, Josh Gordon could be playing. 
Stop. Josh Gordon is not it. <laughs> um, I'm just going to – the Chiefs are rolling. They're one of the, you know, hotter teams right now in the NFL. Steelers aren't making the playoffs, and this is a game that I think they lose. They they work us somehow, but um, I'm, I'm rolling with just the better team at the moment. Uh, Alex, are you – Chiefs minus seven. Yeah, you, uh, Chris. Yeah, I think this is going to be my lock of the week, guys. I just think the way the Chiefs have been looking on both sides of the ball, offense and defensively, they've been looking a lot better. This is a home game for them. I feel like the Steelers are just inconsistent, and I I just don't see how the Steelers' offense is going to be able to keep this game within seven and a half points, especially if Kelsey and Tyreek are going to be playing in this game. I, th- I think it's a lock for the Chiefs to cover this one. I, I just don't see the Steelers keeping up, you know, with the Chiefs. And, again, the Steelers had such a good game defensively last week. I don't think they're going to be able to replicate that, you know, that kind of output back-to-back week. So, put me down Chiefs, lock, seven and a half. Lock it in. Let's go. Join in. I'm on the Chiefs minus seven and a half here. I, this is one where you could – it's like I was talking about – betting you know with COVID news but they're if they're in this line goes back to 10 so it's like this is already like adjust now I do think if Kelsey and Tyreek are like we're officially out right now it would maybe be like minus six and a half but I think there's more ways this thing can go in your favor with news breaking and I think like when you have these elite quarterbacks like Rodgers Mahomes even when they're playing with depleted weapons, they still find a way to get it done. And I think even with McCole Hardman and Robinson Pringle and the two running backs, I still think they could beat the Steelers. This Steelers team is not good. Chris Jones comes back. Frank Clark, that Steelers offensive line is so bad. Like Big Ben could just be eating dirt the whole game. You know, I, I, I just, I'm all, I would be all over the Chiefs here at minus seven and a half. Um, isn't this a, uh, don't the Chiefs have Devin Bush? Or am I, who Steelers. am I thinking? Steelers have Devin Bush, I'm pretty sure. Who, uh, I think I, I want to, there's a Steeler player on the, um, whatever. I, I can't remember. I, I can't remember Bush the name. placed on the reserve COVID list for the Steelers. Yeah. Oh, Melvin Ingram played for the Ingram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe give me a Melvin Ingram anytime touchdown score here. <laughs> that's, that's what I was looking for. But yeah, Devin Bush was among three players on the COVID. Steelers that were placed on the list. And I think the 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 Chiefs kicker. Yeah, uh, Harrison Butler. Uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, so now we have the final two games. Sunday night football, you know, Cowboys or Washington football team going into Dallas. I know it was kind of a close game last time. Wait, who? Cowboys won, right? Cowboys won. Like close? I think it was 27-20. Yeah, like they kind of came back. Yeah. Well, this time they're playing in Dallas. Uh, start off with Chris on this one. Yeah, I definitely think Dallas is going to win this game. I don't know if they're going to cover the spread of 10 and a half. I feel like they haven't been like very convincing recently. Um, I feel like their offense is a little disjointed. Um, and I just they don't really need to win this game either. So I don't know what their mindset's gonna be going. I think for I think they have to win. Like or like I don't think playoffs. they have to win this game. What? 
I don't think they have to win this game. Why? I, I think they're going to be fine. Like win or lose, I think they're going to make. I think they're going to be fine. Like oh I, yeah, for sure. But it, yeah, but for playoff seating, like like th- what's their record? The ten and four. They got yeah, they're still competing lead. for a number one seed. No, I don't disagree. I just I don't know. I just feel like they haven't been conv- like super convincing recently. I I think they're going to win this game. I don't think they're going to cover the spread of 10 and a half. So I'm going to take Washington here at plus 10 and a half. I just, I don't think the Cowboys are going to cover the spread. I have no doubt that they're going to win the game. I just don't think they're going to cover a 10 and a half. Yeah. I'm on, I'm on Washington as well. I think getting everyone back uh, though, they are coming off a short week here since they just played last night um, could hurt them down the stretch in you know, terms of fitness and fatigue, but their defense is looking pretty good. Um, they, they're they getting people back. Sweat played well last night. They just didn't have the offensive fire. I mean, Dan Gilbert was there for three days, and, you know, he was thrust into that offense. And he just, what? Dan Gilbert, Cavs owner. Is that his name? <laughs> Garrett Gilbert. Whatever. Dan Garrett. Gilbert owns the Cavs, though, so no. Uh, it's his son. <laughs> um, regardless of – I mean, I you know, Taylor Tyler plays – um, uh, I think he he looks better. You know, they they're the least competitive when he's out there, and it's a divisional game. It's a night game. You know, I, the Cowboys are struggling. Like Chris said, their offense does not look good, and I, I think this is just a spot where I, I think Cowboys win, but I'm going to take the ten and a half. Yeah, agreed. Uh, football team covers. Cowboys win for those those same reasons that you both of you guys covered. I'm on the Cowboys minus 10 and a half here. If you're telling me the Eagles can lay 10 against the Washington football team, even if it's Garrett Gilbert instead of Heineke, I don't think he's worth that many more, like that many points to a spread as Heineke is. So like, I I just, the Cowboys are way better than the Eagles. There's no way that they should both be favored. I think this should be closer to like two touchdowns. I think that could absolutely torch this, this team in this game and, and yeah coming off a super short week this can be real ugly for washington uh next game final game of the week dolphins at saints in the lowest total of the week 38 points oh my god yeah i mean you have two i mean obviously the saints defense i would say is better but the dolphins defense is is still you know decent and so we have this low total um well well i'm the saints fan so i'll go i'm definitely going to be on the saints uh minus three here they the dolphins do not match up well against the saints team at all you know you have is waddle still going to be out or is he gonna be back um let's see he got put on the covid list pretty early last week so i'd imagine it wasn't i why did i think it was ir he didn't get it. so he it was just COVID, right? It was COVID, yeah. He was one of the first guys last week to to pop up. So he he he's like the biggest difference maker. Like if Waddle was out, this is gonna be super easy because they just have a lot of more on Devontae Parker and you know what. And then the the Dolphins aren't that good of a running team to begin with, so you're not gonna run on the Saints. And then yeah, you have forced Tua to beat the Saints with Albert Wilson. You know it's just not gonna happen. So. The Saints, on the other hand, you know, Taysom, mobile like mobile quarterbacks just add such a different dimension to the game. And when you have 
Kamara and Taysom back there, it just causes a lot of problems uh, for teams. And Taysom, you know, he, he had some nice passes uh, against the Bucks. I think, I, I do think this is just going to be such a low scoring game and more of a defensive battle, but I think the Saints at home is going gonna, is gonna to cover a field goal. Corey? Uh, man, PB, it's, it's amazing how fast you change on a team. Like you were so high on the Dolphins, like every single. Yeah, but I was, I was picking, are, I was picking the right team. Like I'm, every time the Dolphins played, I was on the right well, side. Like I said, unless something magically happens from you know this past Sunday to next Monday night, and the way that the Saints, we would have covered over, three against the Dolphins. If, we would have covered eight against the Dolphins. If the, you know, the Saints' offense is horrible. It is. It is so hard to watch the Saints play. Oh, this will be a hard game to watch because they can't move the ball. Like it is it's it's mind bending. Like that we think that. <laughs> why you know we, who also couldn't move the ball? Brady. I'm I'm talking. Do you about think Tua's going to? I think your offense is terrible, Brady. And, do you know what's crazy, Brady? The whole game didn't come within the within. He didn't enter the red zone the entire game. I think they did once, but nope, not once, not once I did they hit the red. Nope, I um, didn't. It's a fact. Your, your offense sucks. You know the Dolphins' <laughs> defense is pretty good. Um, they're on the up and end. I still think the Dolphins. You know they're not going to make the playoffs, but I think they cover here plus three. I, I just what I watched last. Who wins, week, Corey? Who wins the game? I mean, I'd probably do alternate spread Dolphins minus twenty one if I had to. <laughs> so Dolphins win this and go eight and seven. <laughs> And then they play the, let's see here. They're not making the playoffs. They're I know. Just, I just want to kind of, I just want to kind of just see it out here. So yeah. the Dolphins play the Titans and then the Patriots. Yeah. They're not um, making the playoffs with their schedule, but I, I just think that, you know, I mean, Dolphins are, both teams are like, like I said, the Saints have a good defense and Tua could definitely struggle because I don't think Tua is a very good quarterback, but on the other side, I don't think Taysom Hill's a good quarterback. He doesn't, he doesn't do anything for your team. He provides zero upside for the team. His mobile ability is upside to the team. Okay, well, so you're playing a running back at quarterback. Who gives us a better chance to win this game, Taysom Hill or Trevor Simeon? Do you guys have, you know, the number for, like, Thomas Morstead and pay, play him at quarterback? I'm just saying, he when, you, when you're mobile like he is, you add a different dimension that gives you opportunity. Well, you saw what happened when a mobile quarterback played the uh, Dolphins and Lamar Jackson, and they absolutely stopped them. So yeah, but um, they don't have an offensive line like the Saints do. Okay, you're talking about mobile quarterback, and now you're talking about the offensive line. Yes, I'm, because they can't bring like you, you, when you're in the like if he wants to pass or he has a clean pocket, and you just there's a giant hole that he runs through. Like the, the, he couldn't do that against the Dolphins Raiders. plus three. What? All right, Dolphins, Dolphins plus three. three. Uh, Alex. Uh, this game's gonna suck. This game's gonna be so boring. <laughs> like, yeah. they should they should flex this out, even though I know they, they can't do that with Monday night. But um, I don't know where to go with this. With the with the total this low, I'll just take the points. Um, and go dog dog plus three. I don't love it. I don't love the pick, but with this low of a total, that's kind of the only reasoning I've got in a game like this. Oh, we also didn't have Sean Payton. That's another big thing last game against the Bucks. Just to let you know, Corey. Yeah, I think this team is going to be a snore fest. Uh, it's going to be two defenses and whatever offense feels like 
putting the ball into the you know end zone once or twice. I do agree with PB that I do think the mobility of Hill does provide a little bit of upside for the Saints. I just don't know if it's enough. I go back and forth, but I think I'm going to take the Saints here. There we go. All right. Well, that about does it for the run through of the spreads. Now we'll do a couple teaser picks. If there's any ones that stand out. Uh, start with you. Any teasers that stuck um, out to you? Move the Bucks down for minus eleven, um, and then I like, I like almost taking the, the, the um, I I don't know I I. I guess taking the Jaguars as well, moving them up. Um, I don't Just think seven and a half. If if yeah. they were, if they're at one and a half, you mean? Yeah, yeah. If they're at one and a half, move them up. Um, and then Bills as well, move them up to eight and a half. I think that's a. Oh yeah. That's another good one. So. Alex. Yeah. So the two I jumped on yesterday, um, and these spreads I think have changed by like a half point to a point. But I put in a six-point teaser Packers down to minus one and a half Colts up to plus eight. And then a seven-point teaser. I got Bills up to nine and a half Chargers and Chiefs down to minus two and a half. Not bad. Chris? I don't have any. So Okay. I like – yeah, it looks like the Packers are at minus seven and a half now. So getting that down to one and a half is, is great. Um the Colts, if they went to one and a half, getting them to seven and a half would 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 be in there. But right now at one, I wouldn't go to seven. Um, let's see. Oh, the Jaguars to seven and a half. If that goes to one and a half, and the the Bills are one of the best. Getting yeah. from two and a half to eight and a half is one is is probably like that. And the Packers are probably like one of my favorites. Um, honestly, the Ravens. Uh, if they're two and a half to eight and a half, I, I like that. Um, and I think, oh, the Chiefs from minus seven and a half to minus one and a half. Yep. Like that, that's a really good one, I think, too. And that's, those are the ones that I, I think, um, I guess, I don't know. We, we I can't, I don't know what we picked from last week to see what the record of that was. Yeah, I can't remember. But that about wraps. Oh, did we have anything else that we were going to go through? Oh, wait, no, I do. You had the Colts at, in your team. That was one of them. I think all the other ones did. did you, decent. We're just asking for a record. So for oh, the record. You remember the one loss, but not the wins. Huh? Oh, of course. Okay. Anytime, anytime anyone picks against my Colts. And says, all right, all right, all right, all right. You two just need to make out already and get it over with. Nice. Hey, we, you know. We're talking football, things get heated, but we'll be back tomorrow for the breakdown of the DFS slate. Um, I guess there's going to be a Saturday slate, right? On Christmas, yeah. there'll be a yep. Christmas, Saturday probably a millionaire maker. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, and then that kind of got blown up last time because yeah, yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. literally everything we talked about went out the window. Mm-hmm. Um, but hopefully they don't postpone those games. That'll be a really fun slate. So we'll go over uh, the Saturday slate and the main slate, but thank you guys for watching. Please leave a review. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple music, and if you're on YouTube watching, please leave a comment. Are we going to do uh, any giveaway this time? Right. Or are we saving- um, we'll, we'll save it for tomorrow. 
for the DFS. Okay. Yeah, for DFS. So like, comment, well, share. Yep, okay. and we'll do a giveaway in tomorrow's DFS show. Uh, so tune in for that. But thank you guys for watching, and we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for joining us, Chris. Thanks for having me, boys.